Hi, I'm Jillian Conco. I'm one of the hosts of the Play On Outs podcast. And this week, we are talking to some of the people involved in Love Song Productions' She Felt Fear. This is an incredible piece of new writing, um, written and directed by Kirsty Miles. And in this production, there's an integration of poetry, original music, live music, um, and some inc- incredible script. Um, so this production was actually written um, to include a cellist and some cello music, but they actually have now had to adapt, and they're now um, using a violinist. So that's been an interesting process. Also, Adam Possener has created original music. You'll hear that later on in this episode. It's a crazy, crazy cool show. I'm so excited for you to hear about it. Um, So just stay tuned. You'll get to hear a little bit about the rehearsals, some behind the scenes information, um, and all in all, just really fascinating production. So hi to you both. Thank you so much for agreeing to interview with us. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves to the podcast? Hi, yeah, thanks for having us. Um, I'm Kirsty, and I'm writing and directing um, She Felt Fear. And I'm Juliet. I'm playing Catherine. Thank you so much. So right now we're in their rehearsal space. It's early in the rehearsal process. So Kirsty, why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about She Felt Fear? From what I can tell, it's centered about relationships and love, and there's themes of intimacy, connection, ambition. Where did this idea first come from? Yeah, well, um, so yeah, it's about university students, which I thought would be nice for you know university students to go and see and connect to. And it's kind of a combination of lots of my individual interests. So we've got live music composed by Adam that is going to be performed on the stage. We've also got character Peter who like writes poetry, character Lily who sings a song that she's written. So we're kind of like interested in lots of like different forms of creativity and then also themes of like youth and growing up and relationship and friendship issues. So yeah, we tackle a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds sounds pretty action packed. Yeah. Um, all packed in there. So, Juliet, you're you know as a cast member when you saw the audition call out with all that all that going on, what was your first response to the play? Uh, I mean, definitely, I was attracted to the fact that it was written by a student. It was a completely new play, and the side of it that's very poetic, very artistic. Um, there's moments in the play where. Catherine or the narrator start to talk in a very, oh, I forgot the word now, non-literal, what's... Figurative? Yes, thank you. (laughs) In a very figurative way, um, which I thought was very interesting. Um, And I was also drawn to the character of Catherine in particular because of how it explores issues of mental health and perfectionism um, and how Catherine, during the play, realises that she sort of needs to reevaluate the value that she puts into friendships and relationships that they can bring her more than she thinks. I know. <laughs> what? what no, no, I can't. It's too mean to say. Say it. You don't have enough friends for things to be complicated. You know it's true, you're smiling. So, so what are we going to do about that? You can't have only me as a friend. Well, I know, I know. I'm, I'm such a good friend that I'm worth five. But 
Kathy, think about it. If if a trashy TV sitcom were based on your life, it would be so boring. It would be the kind of TV show that dads up and down the country lie down and fall asleep in front of. So, <laughs> have you made any friends this year? It's your last chance, you know. Christy, as a student director, a student writer, a lot of a lot of people in those roles find it difficult to kind of go through an audition process, the kind of power balance in the room. So do you have any advice for other people about how that worked? Can you speak a little bit about how that worked for you? Mm, yeah. Um, well, I think like my aim is, you know, I think we're all like students, we're all like the same age, we're all friends. Uh, like, well, it's, you know, we're attempting to like, we're friends first and just create a, like a comfortable atmosphere with everyone. Um, and everyone can come up with ideas. You know, it's not just like a director telling people what to do, but like the actors come up with ideas, people in the crew, like everyone's ideas are valuable. Um, so yeah, I think making it collaborative um, project is important so there's no like, imbalances there and yeah no idea is better than any other yeah <laughs> fantastic thank you so much um and and part of that crazy idea mix i think is if i'm correct there's a cellist who's going to be playing music live on stage um with new music written for this production mm -hmm. um as well as some classical pieces like song of the birds why was that musical element so important to you for the show um well, I, it was inspired by one production, actually. I think I saw of Macbeth where they had musicians on stage. And I think it's um, a really lovely thing to have the musicians on stage because then you actually see that like act of like creating the music on stage and it becomes like a dramatic thing that you're witnessing as well. And I think in a play that we're like, in which we're so interested in like, people writing songs or writing poetry that that like we see that act of creation of the music is also like important to us um and also really kind of like dramatic as well like just um seeing a single a musician on stage like their gestures of um bowing or whatever is still like captivating yeah I'm getting more and more interested. So by the end of this, everybody is going to be going to be coming to see the show. So the characters in the show, I believe, listen to the Song of the Birds in its entirety. Um, so what was it about that piece that made you want to feature it so prominently? Mm, that's a good question, actually. I feel like it's um, departed a lot from where it started. Um, it kind of started with a, a friend of mine had actually written a poem about the song of the birds so there's one performance of it where the cellist at the beginning he like says something it's like his last performance i think ever playing the cello and he just talks about the piece that and he talks about how um the 
I think it's something about like the birds, he imagines the birds in the songs chanting like peace, peace, peace or something. Um, and I just found that really compelling because the way he was saying, it was kind of like a dramatic, it felt like a dramatic monologue that he was saying and turning this whole performance into this kind of dramatic situation. So yeah, I mean, it's completely departed from like what he was talking about now, but I think that's what I was interested in, that like the playing of the music could become um, something interesting to watch and dramatic in itself. So Juliet, for you, is an actor having music as, as a dramatic presence, as almost another actor on stage. How has that affected the way that you play your character, you approach the role? Well, that's a really good question. Um, it's hard to answer at the moment because in rehearsals, we haven't actually had the cello. Oh, okay. So um, you'll, have to, you'll have to come to the show to figure that out, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, I mean, we just did a rehearsal where um, Lily and Catherine are supposed to be dancing to this pop song but actually the song that's playing on stage is song of the birds mm. which is classical and quite melancholic um and so lily and catherine or the actors have to imagine that the song of the birds to them is like a pop song and i think it just um highlighted to me that we are in a, a different world that is a figment of Kirsty's imagination <laughs> and, and, and so it is um yeah i think it really helps you get into character in that sense. Okay, so guys, come to the show for a look inside Christy's brain, apparently, is <laughs> what I'm hearing. <laughs> so, um, so alongside music, poetry is also really heavily featured in the show. Um, so what was it like writing in all these different styles? Has poetry been an influence on the script in, in, in general? Or um, That's a good question. I think... Um, I think writing poetry is something that comes a bit more naturally to me or like a lot of the poetry that I use in this are like fragments of bits and pieces that I've written over the years not even with a view to creating them like making a play out of them um so yeah, I've used a lot of um, like a back catalogue of things that I've written, and and then writing the like actual dramatic exchanges has been like a completely different challenge, um, and it is a big challenge because it's like suddenly in poetry it's like very my voice or my feelings, and then in drama you've got to think about two different voices, two different people. You've got to become mm. like different people. So that I find that trickier, but interesting and fun to do still very cool very cool and then again you as an actor you're one of those people who has to embody that poetry and perform it do you find it different than performing um prose or other other kind of typical kinds of of drama or how does how does it feel for you yeah it's definitely different and very new to me um also because you have to approach the poetry from the perspective of the character, I think, because mm -hmm. the character is, you know, themselves are discovering the poetry. Um, and I think it's about trying to think what's the character getting out of, out of this poem and what does it mean to the character rather than what does it mean to me as an actor. So we've talked a lot about the kind of writing and build up of this play, um, but I just like want to re-emphasize that you wrote this play and you're directing it, which is a huge feat. Um, so what have you learned about playwriting in this process? And like, do you think it's affecting the way that you direct, Ooh, that you wrote it? Interesting. 
Um, well, I think sometimes it feels easier to do like make that decision of directing your own thing because when you're writing it, you have that vision in your head. So it kind of feels like if I gave this to someone else, would they understand what I was trying to capture? Um, but yeah, Christy yeah. is always she she knows what she wants in rehearsal, <laughs> in, in in a good way. Like she'll take our input, of course. But it's also nice having like yeah. knowing that you have that vision. That's good. I'm glad you think that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it is it is interesting because it's like when it's when you're writing it on a page, it's so different to what it's going to be like mm-hmm. in person. So there is still like an editing process once you've directed it and think and you hear it out loud and you're like, oh, actually, maybe that doesn't work, mm-hmm. which is fine. It doesn't mean that. The, writing is wrong it's just a hard thing to capture like hard to imagine it actually coming out of people's mouths and these specific actors mouths too yeah <laughs> <laughs> so on that note do you have any advice i know a lot of the kind of people around ads um writing is a, is an idea um they want to do they're a little bit scared of it's a very daunting process do you have any advice um for kind of aspiring writers um I think just doing it. <laughs> um, yeah, I was actually going to, initially I came into this academic year thinking like more like long term, like, oh, maybe in third term I'll have written something by then and I'll put it on. But actually, like, as the year was progressing, I was just like, and seeing everyone putting on these shows, it was actually, actually I just need to, like, do it and get it done. And, like, having that mindset of, I'm doing this for me and for me to become a better writer and director and um, it doesn't really, if things slightly go wrong, it's okay, like we're all in a learning process Um, and we're all doing it in the space where we're just trying to learn for ourselves. So yeah, just like give yourself that opportunity and go for it. Right. So if this hasn't been convincing enough, would you like to give one sentence about why our listeners should come and see She Felt Fear? Um, I'll, uh, I don't know if I could do it in one sentence, but I think, <laughs> I think, I don't know, like when I've gone to see, like, take, take as long as you want. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I think when I've gone to see like student plays, like last term, I was like, I was just so impressed whenever something was just like really ambitious or like trying to push something. Mm. And for me, that was like all the play needed to do. Cause like we're in, like we're all so busy with our degrees or whatever. And so it's hard to make something perfect. But if it's, try- if it's being ambitious and trying to do something different, like that's amazing. And I think that we're doing that with this play. So if you want to see something that is like ambitious and trying to push boundaries or creativity, then come see it. That, that convinced me. Yeah. <laughs> no pressure on me now. <laughs> um, I'd say it's because of how raw and genuine the relationships are in the play. There's just um, two relationships, Peter and Catherine and Lily and Catherine, but they're so well developed. Um, and I think they're just really relatable for any university student. And it's a very sort of kind and caring look at how those relationships develop. Um, and how they reflect relationships in real life. Okay, well, that was fantastic. Thank you both so much. Um, you know, and thank you so much for being on the podcast. See you later. Thank you. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the ALDS podcast, hosted by Jillian Conco. Our editors are Hannah Gallardo Parsons. The podcast is produced by Charlotte Baxendale, Noah Wild, and Lizzie Carr. If you enjoyed the podcast, please do get in touch at aldspodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Aldspodcast. And don't forget to subscribe.